bow our heads for prayer. Father, as we come before you this day, we know that the devil still works in our lives too chip away at our trust in you, to put our eyes on the things in which we are afraid, to cause doubt and fear, so that he might drive us away from you. Father, we pray by the power of your word and your spirit that you would help us as your children to live and to walk in the waters of baptism and to know that we need not be afraid because you are with us. Father, we pray, tighten our grip on the foundation of your love for our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We've heard the words, fear not, numerous times over the last few weeks. We heard the words when the angel appeared to Mary, and again when the angel appeared to Joseph. We heard the words when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the field. Fear not. We hear them throughout Scripture. Those words of encouragement to not be afraid. And yet they are words with which we struggle because, you see, it's so easy for us to fall into fear, and when we fall into fear, it just ties us up in a knot. And so we might say there are fear nots and there are fear nots. The fear nots are when we begin to look at the things of the world and the situations in our lives and the things that we face that are ever before us. They are those things that that cause us to sink in the water when we're trying to walk to Jesus. Job, health, relationships, grades, government shutdowns, war, Natural disasters, famine, not to mention, as we said a few weeks ago, fear of the dark, homelessness, or pastor losing his hearing. If I gave you all a nice big sheet of paper and asked you to write down all of the things that you fear 
or the things that people around you fear, you might be asking me for more sheets of paper. They tie us up in knots. And along with the fear comes worry. And we start to say the what ifs or sometimes even the if onlys. Fear, in a sense, drives us away from God. We have that attitude of jumping back in surprise and yet there really is no surprise. Fear. It drives us away from God. And so is it any wonder that God in his word time and time again when sending his messengers and even his message to us in his word says fear not. In our Old Testament lesson today, we have two verses that have the phrase, fear not. In the first verse, Isaiah says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Now, Isaiah writes 700 years before baptism. And yet these words perfectly describe what God is doing in baptism. He is painting his name on our hearts and on our lives. Fear not. You are mine. I have called you by name. I have redeemed you. What does this mean? Called you by name? It means that God knows each of us so well and so intimately that he knows our names. In the book of Revelation, it describes that when we are God's children, he writes our names into the book of life. You ever think about that? So many people worry about somehow people remembering them or finding their 15 minutes of fame in this world that somehow they will be forgotten after they die. And if you've ever been to an old cemetery, I mean a really old cemetery, sometimes even the names on the tombstones are hard to read because they've been so weathered. Our names in this world fade into oblivion. But not in heaven. Our names are written into the book of life because we have one who has redeemed us. One who has not forgotten who we are, but who created us and formed us and died on a cross to make us his own. And in the waters of baptism, he writes his name on our lives. Today we hear of the baptism of Jesus. Jesus. 
For Jesus himself goes to John. And John initially protests a little bit. Lord, you should be baptizing me. I'm not even... I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie your sandals. And yet Jesus goes down into the water and says, John, baptize me. Now, we normally look at this whole baptism of Jesus as the beginning of his ministry, and yes, it is. It precedes those days where he goes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But what God is doing here and sending his Holy Spirit down in the form of a dove and speaking, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, is God is, in a sense, writing his name on his only Son. Reminds us of the question that we ask parents in baptism. How is this child to be named? And we speak the name of the child. God's putting his name on his son, his only son, whom he loves. And in the waters of baptism, when those perfect, clean, beautiful waters restore us and touch us, whether we are an infant or an adult, God is doing the very same thing. He's putting his name on our hearts and on our lives and saying, this is my son, this is my daughter whom I love. It is a reminder that in baptism, as the scriptures remind us, we are dead to sin and alive to Christ. That we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in our hearts and in our lives, and so we need not be afraid, for God is with us. Fear not. See, that is what baptism's all about. It's why Luther reminds us that we need to, to return daily to the promises of God in baptism because it reminds us that we can face this world and that we don't need to be afraid. It reminds us of those words of the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. This word made flesh, whom we celebrate in this season of epiphany, is here. I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
It is this savior of the world who goes to a cross and who suffers there and dies for us, who covers us with his own precious blood. It is in these waters of baptism that we are connected to the cross, for there we are buried with Christ and raised again to newness of life. The waters of baptism are where we are connected to that perfect love of Jesus Christ. A love that knows no bounds. A love that we can't even fully understand. A love that is with us and helps us to face all of our fears. In fact, as Scripture reminds us in 1 John, that perfect love casts out all fear. Well, if that's the case, Why do I feel like I'm here sometimes? Because in our humanness, it's easy for us to go there. It's easy for us to focus on the fears rather than the hope. It's easy for us to forget about the words of Christ when he calls us to fix our eyes upon him. We are just like Peter, who when walking on the water does fine when his eyes are fixed on Jesus. But when he becomes overwhelmed with the concerns and the cares of the world, begins to sink. There's a reason time and time again we hear the words, fear not. For every time we hear those words, it is a call. It is a call from the prophet. It is a call from the angels. It's a call from God himself to quit focusing on the world and to put our eyes back on him. To know the promises of salvation. Do not be afraid of what the world or man can do to us. Do not fear that our earthly treasures might be stolen or consumed by rust, but rather to fix our hearts on the treasures of heaven and eternity, to focus on Christ himself, to know that we are his beloved children in the waters of baptism, and fear not, for he is with us. Perfect love indeed casts out all fear. And so when you find yourself being afraid, worrying, not sure what the future holds, uncertain, turn to Christ. He may not remove the things that you face. He may not keep you from the den of lions or the fiery furnace. But he will be with you through it all. He'll hold your hand. He'll walk beside you. 
He'll even pick you up and carry you. For he's written his name on your heart and on your life. And you belong to him. And you are precious in his sight. Fear not. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.